She wanted to be baptized. She was crippled, couldn't walk. And when she came up, brothers and sisters, she ran out of the water. And I want to share a story. And a year ago, about a year ago to this day, excuse me, camp out last year just ended. How many of us were at camp last year? And um, yeah, well, you know, that's what we do. We go to camp because we love the fellowship and be with each other. And camp out ended, so you go home and you're exhausted. You know how you're exhausted after camp? You're mentally and physically exhausted. Camp wears you out, and that's good. That's a good thing. And, you know, you've been gone for a week, so you kind of get excited to go home and get caught up on things. You know, get, get caught back up at the house, you know, the yard, that type stuff. So camp was over, and it was, it was a Saturday, and I had to do a bunch of, um, hey, bills, do some emails, and it was a Saturday afternoon, I had some time alone, a few hours, and I was going to go out and, and, and spend time, I was going to make myself a lunch and spend some time and, and just get caught up. It was after camp, a week after camp. And I, I taught a seminar class last year, and so I knew I had to prepare some reports for the officers because they like to get kind of a, a, a feedback. And so I went and um, I went in our, you know how after camp you go and you, you go to the grocery store and you kind of stop, your, your, your house is empty, you have no food in it when you go to camp. You come home, you know, we starved this week to my wife, so we're going out of town, no point in buying food. So you know how when you get back, you, 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 you stock the fridge. So the fridge was stocked. And... Um, here I made my, I was going to make myself lunch, and um, so we had a, we had a, you know, a plethora of food in the house, and I made myself a corned beef sandwich. I don't have that a lot, but I'm pumpernickel bread with the Swiss cheese, the little mustard. It was perfect, and I made this. This is true. I made this sandwich, and I, I don't eat that often, and it, it was, it's a treat for me. And you know, you, you get out your panini maker or foreman grill and you just melt that cheese perfect. You guys know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I did this. Alright? And and I, I made this sandwich. And I, I put some pickles and some chips and got some ice cream. And I went out to the I went out and I was gonna start my emails. I was gonna eat that sandwich and just relax. Relax. You know, it was some some this downtime. And so I, I, I pop on the computer and here's a message from the officers, you know, hey, you know, shoot us how your seminar went, what can we, you know, this, this stuff that you want to, we always want to improve and we always want to learn. And that's, that's what we want to do. We want to make it as, as beneficial and, and spirit-led as possible. So I, I type out, you know, a little report and I send it back to them. And I grabbed that sandwich and I took a bite of it and it was, it was perfect. So good, and I'm chewing it, and as I'm chewing it, boom, another message comes in. And it's from Tom, Jason, and Jim. And I'm gonna, this is exactly what it said Brother Joe, we want you to be seminar director next year. Let us know what you think. <laughs> my lion? <laughs> and I, I, I'm chewing my sandwich. Have you ever, I don't know how you do this. I'm, I forgot I was eating or something, but I choked. I literally choked. And it wasn't because of what the brothers said to me. I just, I choked. And I, you know, if you ever get to the point where the food's halfway down, you don't know if you should swallow or bring it up. You know, you're, 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 you almost have that um, fear. What do I do? And so I'm coughing and coughing and coughing, and my wife comes out, and, and 
just to say this, or we resolved the issue. It was taken care of. <laughs> and so, um, so I have this email in front of me. I have this email in front of me, and so I'm thinking to myself, and help me out, brothers and sisters. You know when you're asked to do a role in the church, your first reaction is always, well, mine, I really don't want to be seminar director. That's a big job. That's a lot of time, a lot of effort. I really don't want to do that. How can I say no nicely? So I figured this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the guys, you know what, that's, that's, thank you for asking me. I'm going, to, I'm going to fast and pray about it. That buys me time. I really had no date. I really had no um, intentions. So I didn't have a date set like, I'm going to fast and pray on this day. But I told the brothers, I'm going to fast and pray. So I, I typed this out, you know, gee, guys, thanks a lot. Way to get to the, you know, this, you got right to the point. Um, you made me choke on my food. I mentioned that in there. Um, I'm going to fast and pray about it, and I'll let you know. And before I can pick that sandwich up again, boom, here comes another message from Tom. All right? He goes, Brother Joe, you weren't choking on your food. That was the Lord making you spit it up to start your fast now. <laughs> he wants you to start your fast now. And you know what? I pick up the sandwich and help me out again. All of a sudden, brothers and sisters, the spirit of God came out of me. Start right fast. I wanted that sandwich. I know it's a sandwich and it sounds ridiculous, but did you ever have that internal struggle where you wanted something and the Lord was telling you to do something else? Am I the only one that's ever had that? I wanted to have that sandwich. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you replace that sandwich with whatever it is in life. Whatever, whatever it is, but the Lord was telling me, Start your fast now. And I was sitting there. I didn't want to. Then all of a sudden I get another message. This is from Jim. And these ain't group messages. Brother, I love you and I'm praying for you. And before I could finish reading that, Jason, all three of them. Brother, I hope you consider this. We love you. We're supporting you in whatever you do. So that sandwich I spent... That moment I set it aside. I set it aside. I went and spent some time with the Lord. Alright, so we've all been there at times in our life where we have a decision to make. Sometimes it's not easy, and please don't reference the sandwich, but reference maybe, maybe forgiveness. Maybe at a time the Lord's telling you, maybe it's time, but your flesh just doesn't want to. But the story doesn't end there. The next few days, I get, a, I get another email saying, Brother Joe, the officers, our camp theme is forgiveness. The camp verse is Matthew 9-2. If you look in the book of Matthew, ninth chapter. This is, um, I'm going to paraphrase for you. Jesus is um, Jesus is being our Savior. He was being a Savior back then. He was leading. He was teaching. He was healing. He was doing what Jesus does. He was doing the will of the Father. All right? And a group of friends brought a man of palsy, a paralyzed man, before him on a bed, on a table. Some of the other Gospels share the same story, a little different... And they bring this 
paralyzed man to Jesus. And, and why would you think, naturally thinking, if you brought an afflicted person to Jesus, you'd be looking for a healing? Wouldn't you, why else would you bring a man of palsy, a paralyzed man? Why would you bring him to Jesus? They wanted, they wanted him healed. And Jesus, recognizing the faith, recognizing the faith of his friends, they told this paralyzed man, he said, son, put your name in there, whatever your name is. Put it in there this morning. Be of good cheer. Be happy. Be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. Brothers and sisters, didn't heal him of his affliction? He healed him from within inside. He healed his heart. That is what is important to Jesus. The healing of our heart. The forgiving spirit that he carried. And he, he to finish his story, there were some, some scribes, Pharisees amongst them, and they started... Who does this guy think he is? He's not God. He can't forgive him of his sins. And Jesus, all-knowing, Jesus knows our thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. Right now, he knows what you're thinking. And he knew what they were thinking. He said, oh, you don't think I could forgive the sins of this man? And then says exactly why do you think evil in your heart whether it is easier for me to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say arise and walk but know ye that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins the son of man has power on earth Jesus Christ has the power on earth to forgive our sins and he told the, then he told the paralyzed man take up thy bed and go walk. Jesus Christ forgave him. That's what was important to Jesus. The forgiving of the heart. The forgiving of the sins. What do you think Jesus with us thinks is important? And as I read this, I read this story. And, and if you think about it, he tells the man of, I love when he says, son, put your name there. It's so personal. Be personal with this. Jesus is talking to you. And let's put ourselves in the scripture this morning. Because each and every one of us, each and every one of them that you've seen in that video, every one of them was that man of palsy. They might not have been crippled of the legs, but each and every one of them at that point in time was lost and searching, and seeking. And the Lord knew that. So each and every one of us, and you can put that man up there in the video as well. And you know, you think about it, he says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Why would he have to be happy? He, he's paralyzed. Be of good cheer. Look at our life. Do we have anything to be not happy about? Do we go through our daily struggles? Remember we talked about people of Alma earlier, they were going through their afflictions, what did the Lord tell them? What did he say? I remember, I remember that video, I remember when you went down to the water, I remember that covenant, 
And so we think about being happy and being the church of Jesus Christ. Think about this now. We're that person that our friends, each and every one of us, had somebody lead us to the church of Jesus Christ. And you wouldn't be standing there in that video. And if you haven't, contemplate this in your heart. You wouldn't be standing there if you didn't have faith and didn't believe that Jesus was the Savior and didn't believe that Jesus can forgive you and have a recognition of what he's done for us. So when we think of being of good cheer, and so first, you know, I asked you a question, how many went to camp last year? And almost all the hands went up. I could ask the question, how many of you made that covenant with the Lord? Do we realize that we are members of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ? That within itself, as Brother Tom said, I'm so happy this morning. If that doesn't make you happy, if you think about it, that, that our, our generation, we're here today. The Lord in his infinite wisdom could have, could have restored the gospel anytime he wanted, but us! Us right here, the people of God, we get to be a part of that. If that within itself doesn't say be of good cheer. And then, you know, reasons to be reasons to be of good cheer. You know, the brothers called me up. They called me up and you know, hey, you want to be seminar director? And I said the phrase, you know, I really want to do it, but you know, I, I really didn't want to. And I seen the faces out there. I see your continents. You've been in the, and you said you've been in the same spot as me. But you know what? Think of this. We get to work for the Lord. This is this is the this is the Lord. He reveals himself. He talks to us. He answers our prayers. And here we are, working whatever role you have. There's no small role in the church. We are furthering the kingdom of Jesus Christ on this land when you work for the Lord. Think about that. How does that not bring a smile to your face? That I get to work for the Lord Jesus Christ. I get the greatest pay of all, even while I'm here. I get blessed. Were you not blessed watching that? What a joy that is. And this is, this is who we've seen. These were the people of God. This is why the world don't see them then. I, you guys, you guys went right along with me. I said I had that, that internal struggle where I wanted to eat that sandwich, but the Lord was telling me to do something else. I asked, how many, out, how many out there have gone through that? And everyone, oh yeah, Brother Joe, I, we've all been there. Do we recognize the fact that the Holy Spirit within us, that that's the Lord talking to us? Imagine if I sat there and I never had that indication to start fasting and praying now, just eat away. Or for not forgive, just continue, continue being mad at that person. The Lord speaks to us. How wonderful is, how does that not bring joy to your soul? You guys said it to me, yeah, that happens to me too. You're sitting there, you're doing something awesome, the Spirit of God comes upon you. That's the Lord speaking to you. Stir that up and he'll continue speaking to you. And he'll speak to you all the days of your life. How does that not make you happy? You know how many people in the world are searching for the Lord to speak to them? And he speaks to us. He speaks to all of those who seek him out. 
And we have that, that's what he does. And we read about those people in Alma, how they plant them or celebrate. And we read about whoever, but this is us. We've seen the video now. I'm looking at I'm looking at the people of God now. The Lord speaks to us. And then you know, this is probably one of the biggest as I sat there and the Lord spoke to me and I was still struggling, what happened next? My brothers and sisters you guys at the time, reached out, and all of a sudden I'm getting messages, I love you, I support you. I look in this room and I know, I know with a surety, I know with a surety that the saints have reached out to you before. Think about a time you were struggling or you were searching or you were trying to make a decision. Did you get a phone call? Did someone in your branch pray for you? Look in this room. There's 400 of us right now that love you. I'm standing here now. These brothers this morning broke their hearts to me and said, we're behind you. You don't think that makes me feel good? That I know I have the love and support of the brothers and sisters? And then you can say, why are you happy? The world can say, why are you happy? And look at so you look at yourself and you think, wow, look what I have here. I have the love of the brothers and sisters. But the Lord tells this man of palsy, son, be of good cheer. You know who your biggest cheerleader is? You know who your biggest supporter is? Jesus. It's great to have each other. There's nothing in the world we should ever do to not build that relationship, but Jesus is your biggest cheerleader. He's your biggest supporter. You know, think of this. You know when, uh, uh, think of, we're in um, Pennsylvania, Think of the, um, the, the Steelers or the Penguins. And, and think of when they're, when they're losing a game and they shouldn't be. All right? And all of a sudden that crowd in the, late in the game starts cheering because they know their potential and they know what they're capable of doing. And all of a sudden the crowd lifts the players up and the momentum changes. The players hear that. They give a little more extra effort. They play a little bit harder. And suddenly the momentum's changed and the home team's usually winning or wins the game. When you're down and you have that spirit within you, the Lord's saying, put your name right here, whatever it is, Tom, Cindy, Jack, whatever. I'm your biggest supporter. I went to the cross for you. You're redeemed because of me. I love you. I'm standing with you. I'm holding your hand. I've forgiven you. The Lord tells us that. He says, be of good cheer. He's our biggest cheerleader out there today. He's our biggest supporter. And we can do anything, anything in this world, because he went to the cross. And he forgave us. And when we break our heart, and we have that broken heart, and we have that contrite spirit, he continually loves us. And we humble ourselves and endure. He continually forgives us, and he enriches our life, and he does this to this man of palsy, and you know what he tells him? And then, oh, then the scribes, they, they, they don't, they don't, they don't buy any of this. Who are you? Do we go through life where people don't understand what we have? 
Brothers and sisters, this is us in this story. We're that man of palsy. We're that man. And people in the world don't understand some of the, why we're so happy and what we have. And we just said what we have. And the Lord, know what he says to the man then of palsy? And this is what he says to us. Take up your bed and go. Oh, go. Go. That's what we do. We go. We testify. We give all the honor and glory to him. We uplift his name. We praise him. We bring others to what we have. And that's what he tells us to do. And it all starts with Jesus Christ. He loves us. Look at your heart today and realize where you would be without him and where you'd be if he didn't forgive you. I tell you, we have to, we use the theme 490. That's just a 7 times 70. We know that's not, that's just a number. If the Lord forgave me 490 times, then I would have been done my first month. <laughs> you counted how many times the Lord forgave you? And all I can do is stand here today. Stand here today and praise his name and thank him. Because he has given me an opportunity to live this happy life that I can be a member of the church of Jesus Christ, the restored gospel, that he talks to me. I'm going to close with this. And this week, I, I, another brother from our region called me up and we went and visited a, a, a lady in the church who left the church many years ago. Many years ago. And, and she's seeking to come back. And we say and share testimonies with her. And this is what pricked my heart. She told me this about her grandmother. Member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Alright? She wanted to be baptized. She was crippled. Couldn't walk. Brother Carl Framolino and Brother Lou Vito carried her. Literally carried her into the waters. Just like we've seen. And she stood there with their help, just as we've seen. And just as you've seen the words, they baptized her. And when she came up, brothers and sisters, she ran out of the water. Brother Lou told me they brought her up, and they went to grab her, and she said, Brother Lou, let me go. And they said, no, we're going to carry you out. And she said, you're not carrying me. Pushed her arms to the side and she ran out of the waters. We serve a God of miracles. Amen. But that wasn't the miracle. The miracle was that day she came up, she was washed clean. Amen. The Lord was smiling upon her as she was as white as snow, no stain upon her. He gave the miracle for our eyes. That was for us to see. That he's Jesus and he can do anything. And we might have needed that miracle. And she walked all the days of her life to the day the Lord took her home. But brothers and sisters, today, we have reason to smile. We have reason to rejoice. We have reason to shout like the people in Alma shouted. Because the Lord forgave us. And God bless you.
You can connect with the GMBA on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and Instagram. There are links in the description. Make sure to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with someone you know. Thank you.